Hello everyone, and welcome to a special episode of CNN Kids. Today, we are talking about AAPI awareness throughout the U.S.'s history. Across the U.S., AAPI hate crimes have shocked the nation. During the 2020 year, 20 AAPI hate crimes were recorded by the New York Police Department, and just 18 alone in the month of February 2021. This is not the first time AAPI hate crimes have come across America, American history. Hate crimes like these can be dated back to the mid-1850s. One of the cruelest instances was the Japanese-American citizens were sent to incarceration camps. Similar to the way the recent attacks were because of the prejudiced op- opinions that the Asian-American Asian community caused COVID-19. The Japanese Americans were unfairly put into camps after the American government feared that their loyalty lied with the Japanese government and helped the Japanese carry out the Pearl Harbor attack. These hate crimes all throughout history occurred during moments when the U.S. citizens throughout thought that the Asian American community could not be trusted. A big part of the con conversation today in this podcast is about the lack of education and awareness there is about this topic. Many of the students around me and adults were never taught about incarceration camps in school or any other AAPI past history. Even though the current events are talked about, the past events have been neglected, even though they are critical to properly learning about AAPI discrimination crimes. The book We Are Not Free follows the story of 14 Japanese Americans who were who are taken from their daily lives and separated from society into incarceration camps. The book showed the struggles the teens went through as their fellow citizens jumped them, called them racial slurs, and outcasted them because of their race. Before World War II, and to this day, these hate crimes never stopped. Before the time period, we are not free, one of the standout hate crimes was the Chinese massacre of 1871, where 17 Chinese men and women were killed. After the 9-11 terrorist attack, many South Asians perceived to be Muslim were caught in the crossfire of many anti-Muslim hate crimes. At the current moment, Chinatown's businesses are struggling due to fewer customers because of the rise of anti-Asian bigotry. Now to look through the perspective of others about the history of AAPI hate. We have interviewers Lily, Olivia, and Ella keeping listening for these exclusive interviews. Okay, so Olivia, you interviewed your brother Jackson, is that correct? That is correct. Did he ever learn about Japanese American internment camps in school? And do you think it did he think that it should be talked about more in school? He was never taught about it in school, but he learned about it through reading a couple books. One of his summer reading books in high school, I believe his freshman year, mentioned the topic, but he never really dove much deeper than that or did any additional um, digging or research on that. Jackson said he thinks that it should be taught because history tends to repeat itself, and to prevent anything similar from happening... Um, it should be talked about a lot more. He also mentioned that the stories of the people who were in these camps should be shared a lot more because they went through so much, and many people can't even imagine being in their shoes. 
Why did he think that it's not talked about very much? He thinks it's not spoken about frequently because it reflects poorly on the United States. It was extremely insensitive in numerous ways and was not constitutional. If it was spoken about more, people would see that the history of the United States is by no means perfect. How does he think this reflects upon America looking back? As he previously stated, he thinks it would show people all over the world that some things that have happened in the United States are truly awful, and it's not the perfect place that some things make it out to be. Although there are great things that happen here, there are also some things that are horrendous. He thinks that the name America overall has the image of the perfect America dream attached to it, and this could change if situations like this were talked about more. Did he have any additional thoughts on this topic? He said he wishes that things like this never happened throughout history, but since they did, they uh, can't be taken back, and they have to be spoken about more because history tends to repeat, himself, repeat itself, and things like the Japanese-American internment should never happen again. If it's taught more, he thinks that that will raise awareness enough for people to see that it is a big issue, and that will lower the chances of something like this ever happening again. I think that it's important to hear the perspectives of the people from different age groups on a topic like this, because depending on how old you are, you've probably heard a range of different things about the Japanese-American internment. As a whole, and Jackson is currently a junior at Strathaven High School, I was somewhat surprised that this topic was not deeply explored in any of his classes. At the same time, I'm not completely shocked because I had never learned about it in depth until I read We Are Not Free. And like Jackson said, I think it reflects poorly on the U.S. as a whole, but I completely agree that it should be spoken about. Similarly to Jackson, I learned about this topic through a book, not a class. And I believe that, and I believe that it is history like that, I believe that it is history like this that needs to be taught through a teacher as opposed to a realistic fiction novel. Now Ella is going to interview her uncle Wes. It should be talked about more in the school system. How do you think this reflects upon America when this topic's brought up? So I, I don't think it reflected one way or the other, and I don't think it does. 
do you have any just like other general opinions you want to share or anything? Uh, about the internment of Japanese? Yes. Uh, you know, I, it, it's something that I, I, I think there should have been a better vetting system for determining because they didn't, they didn't, they just lumped everybody together and there was no, no pretty unbiased, which is a great when talking about this subject. And when asked about the school system, the interviewee mentions that he was never taught this in school. That even this, though this topic isn't exactly avoided, it's not talked about because no one really knows much about the relocation of the Japanese Americans. Which is why it's important to continue to share and properly educate current and future generations. The interviewee is in the, his mid-60s and was a Vietnam veteran. When relating this topic back to current times, I've noticed history repeats itself. People continue to blame Asian Americans, most recently for COVID-19, just like they mistreated Japanese Americans after Pearl Harbor. This is because since the 40s, no one is learning about these topics in school, nor are they being taught by parents. If American if America has this education where young students like myself can learn from the perspectives and the challenges that these people went through, there would be less discrimination. This doesn't just apply to this general topic. There are many moments in history that aren't talked about or educated enough and end up causing future generations to be just as hateful as before. And now Lily is going to interview her sister, Grace. Okay, so do you think that the topic of Japanese internment camps should be talked, more, talked about more in the, like, American school system? Absolutely. And can you elaborate on that a bit? Uh, okay, well, the first time I had started learning about that was when we had gone out to visit some family in California. And then we had turned that into a trip. So we visited a lot of national monuments and parks along the way. Uh, let me double check. It may have been Nevada. But... Yeah, it was, I think Manzanar. Yeah, it was Manzanar. You were correct. So when we went out there, that was the first time I really got an in-depth understanding of like what truly happened to the Japanese American population during um, during World War II. And so I think that needs, that's a very prevalent topic and occurrence that happened um, against this entire population of American citizens. And I think it's it's rather disgraceful that we don't study that and we don't teach that 
that that happened in our schools, you know? Mm-hmm. And just do, because, you, do you have any, like, do you know or do you have any idea or do you have, like, any assumptions on why we don't talk about that more in our school system? I would assume it's because the United States had done it and not another country. And a lot of what the U.S. school system is right now is very U.S.-focused and the whole idea that the United States is the hero in every story, that it can do no wrong. And so when you actually learn about all of the atrocities, like civil rights, um, just like human rights, any anything that has to do with the own... The, the citizens of the United States of America, I think there's a lot of hiding and a lot of covering up of all of the wrongdoings to kind of preserve that idea of a perfect nation and a perfect country to come and live by and under. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. And then why do, and how do you think that kind of reflects on the United States as a country, like to other countries or to people inside the country? I don't know. I think it's, I think internally, especially for the populations who these acts were like against, um, when the United States covers it up, it's kind of a defamation of their history and what happened to their groups and populations and also what acts that the government had decided to take against them. And I think that's really shameful just because they're not even taking, like, responsibility of it and it's simply kind of hidden or memorialized but not taught about in the American system. So, like, when we visited Manzanar, we we got to learn about it as a family and as, like, high school, middle school students, but for the most part, like, we weren't taught about that. And I think that is a common occurrence across many non-white populations within the American system. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, thank you. That is all the questions. <laughs> After I interviewed my sister, this is kind of my reflection of what she said. Um, I think the point of view of many different age groups is great to have. Grace is a sophomore in college who has gone through the WSSD school district, and she first learned about the topic of. Uh, Japanese internment camps and what happened to the Japanese American population on a family trip to Manzanar, one of the most well-known internment camps in the U.S. Not in and not in school. Grace said something in the interview that surprised me, but I agree with entirely. She talked about the topic that the American school system always paints the U.S. as the hero. For example, we cover up the fact that we also in, had internment camps, even if they weren't as bad as the ones in the Holocaust concentration camps. We only talk about the the Holocaust in schools and America not and not the Japanese internment camps. 
and we need to teach about those instead of only teaching about the stuff that happened in other countries. Now, how can we help address this problem and change it for the future? The best way to stop racial injustice and prejudice is to learn from and bring attention to past mistakes made in history. No matter how uncomfortable it makes some people, it's important to learn from these things so we don't make similar mistakes in the future. Making sure that children grow up learning about racial injustice helps bring awareness to issues and educates people at a young age. This also prevents minorities from experiencing hate crimes before even learning about them. Also, it is important to make sure that people have enough resources to speak out and report cases of racial injustice. Making sure that people feel comfortable with resources helps them feel heard in society by providing mental health services for victims and relatives of victims. It helps them recover mentally from hate crimes and racial injustice. Mental health is important for everyone, especially those who are attacked for who they are and things they cannot change. In addition, in today's time, we can donate and bring awareness to the victims of the multiple violent assaults and shootings in the Atlanta area. Here, eight people, including six Asian women, were shot and killed in several massage parlors. Nearby in Atlanta, there are multiple resource centers, fundraisers, and organizations for the support of Asian Americans. Lastly, make sure to speak up, say something, or intervene if you witness anti-Asian hate crimes or violence in public.